However, it does look like I need to change my batteries. Let me go ahead and do that. I'm sorry, guys. Are you getting them uh, them, them off-brand shits? Like, instead of uh, Energizer, they're called, like, I don't know, Re-Energizer or some shit? DG home, baby! <laughs> DG? <laughs> don't you goodbye batteries? Hell yeah. <laughs> my Aunt Sheila used to uh, manage the Dollar General store up at May King. Yeah. And she would bring the whole family when she'd have to do inventory and we'd stay up for like two straight nights inventorying everything in that store and I hated every second of it. Yeah, my mom worked at a at a like locally owned dollar store and we had to do the same motherfucking thing. Did y'all have to do it on New Year's Day? New Year's Eve? Might have been, I don't know. Oh, mis- misery. You have to count every motherfucking thing in the store. Anyone who's worked retail and had to do inventory. Woo! Yeah, I worked at Urban Outfitters. Uh, actually, Toys R Us is what I did. I had to do inventory, man. I hated that shit. You would think because I was handling like toys and whimsical children's playthings that it would be a bit more bearable, but it was not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's there that I learned a, a lesson early on is that to avoid doing hard work, you can always hide because I got down in that little pit that had all the pillows in it and I just snuggled up in there and went to sleep. <laughs> they, they I would me. count so slowly. I would be like, one, two. Hell yeah. Three. That's what you do. You got to do work work slowdowns, man. Hell yeah. I wasn't even getting paid. This was child labor. I was God damn, paid. Okay. This is my fucking mom making me come in to just help her ass. Shout out to the veterans of children of retail workers. My God. <laughs> God damn. Um, Tanya, I saw where you um, mistakenly thought that you were on the river on September 11th, where you thought August 11th was September 11th. <laughs> uh, you were going to break God. this up? <laughs> yeah, I uh, couldn't let that. I, I sat there and I looked at that for about five minutes. <laughs> I, did Wait, too. I thought it was a bit at first. I was like... Wait, Honey, I wish it, it was a bit. It was a bit. Let's just say that. Let's just say it was <laughs> oh, wait, a bit. Hold on. No, no, y'all got to recap because I'm not, I'm not online or anything. So what happened? Oh, what our boy ain't on Twitter no more. No, what happened? No, no, no. I don't even know what got you kicked off this I time. don't even know what got me kicked off either, man. I don't fucking oh, know. Oh, God. The tweet was, it was something like, oh, uh, well, I just realized <laughs> I was on the river on 9-11. It turns out I, turns out I really did forget this year or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Nice time. Okay, okay. I'll tell you why this happened, and actually, it tracks back to Terrence. So uh, this is your fault. I could no. always find a way to fault Terrence. Yeah, yeah. You Not surprised about this. And like two other people in the same day, th- I saw three tweets about nine eleven in one day, and I was like, "Damn, did I miss nine eleven? <laughs> Shit, I did. Shit, I did miss nine eleven. And it was like you, fucking Roger May, and somebody else were tweeting about nine eleven for no goddamn good reason. And then I did too. Oh, and eight eleven. Well, it's coming up. It's it's like Christmas, you know. It's it's nine eleven season right yeah. now. So you, you can tweet mm-hmm. about nine eleven and nine eleven season. Nine eleven being well, the original crate mm-hmm. challenge. I lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, eight eleven is now Trillbilly holiday when Tanya exposed herself as the true dumb blonde bitch she is. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I left it up. I could have deleted it. I could have been. No, a don't delete that shit. I yeah, never deleted it. Yeah. I always I delete my up. embarrassing ones. Yeah, you're better than I am. Leave that shit up. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> no shame. I'm fully unglued, people. Fully. Clap. So I can put this together somehow. Yeah. yeah. Can we clap, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one, two, three, clap. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
One, two, three. No, that was a good one. That was pretty good. good. I got a question. Uh, This one's for Terrence, first of all, because I'm noticing a trend. You notice that there's a a music guy? Like this archetype, like, like, so for example, Charlie Watts of Rolling Stones died yesterday. Yeah. And there's like a music guy that's like, and sometimes they're in conflict with each other, but they sort of, I don't know if it's a flex or not, because I guess I have certain opinions about this too, about stuff I know very little about. <laughs> so I, when I'm calling these people out, I'm calling myself out. <laughs> but a guy that like really breaks down music to the finest details and is like, Man, Charlie Watts was always in the pocket all the time. Like, I saw this, like, one guy <laughs> called him the human metronome, and then another guy said the best thing about Charlie Watts is that he wasn't a metronome, baby. He was just free for <laughs> And I always think it's funny when people, like, really get down to the granular details of, yeah. like, how you play an instrument or whatever, and, like, actually have debates about that. Yeah, where they can employ right, metaphors right. and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's like that guy Fantano that does all the record reviews. The needle drop. That, that kind of dude. Yeah. Well, it's, it kind of seems antithetical to the whole idea of rock and roll, right? Like, the whole idea is you don't want metronomes. Like, you're just free, free, uh, free balling. Uh, speaking of that, though, did you see where Tom, Petty, Tom Petty's account tweeted out a thing for <laughs> Charlie Watts. Sure gonna miss Charlie Watts. <laughs> Prayers up for his family from Tom Petty. Been dead three years. <laughs> Tony, did you know, know Tom Petty died? Did I know Tom Petty died? Yeah, yeah I was just... You looked quizzical there. Like, that was I just did. news that was well, broken to you. Well, I did know after you said it, but when, <laughs> when you were first making the joke, I was like, damn, Tom Petty's dead? But I, I remember. I remember. Nobody dies anymore. I got a smooth brain, y'all. I have smoked my earlobes off, and I'm happy to report that uh, I'm sleeping good. 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 Climate ain't keeping me us. up. Good. Regret. Nothing. I got nothing going on between these ears. Nothing but glitter in here, honey. What about Charlie like Watts' drum feels? You got any, <laughs> is that keeping you up at night? Nope. No metronomes up here. <laughs> What about the, what about the fact that Obama's 60th birthday party has single-handedly ruined uh, the DC party scene? Did you guys see that? Nah, he's 60 now. I'm I'm still sore that I didn't get invited. I'm gonna be honest with you. None of you. us got invited. When it's still our ideas, but not invite the trailblazers. That's fucked up, man. I'm a great time. Well, I'm a so great all these, time. all these people got COVID from it. Like I don't remember how. How many? Damn! It turned into a super spreader event. It was a super spreader. Did we predict that? Thirty something people got. (laughs) That wasn't hard to predict, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you said thirty something people? It was a lot. Wait, how is this not? I know I'm not like in the know about anything going on, but how is this not bigger news? I feel like this should be like on TV or something like that. Joe Biden Um, has banned NPR. Wait, was Joe Biden saying (laughs) anything? From saying anything bad about his his boy, you gotta have a Joe Biden got COVID episode next. Let's go. <laughs> Biden was not there. He was not there. That actually is peculiar. Why is it Joe Biden at Barack Obama's 60th birthday? I got a better one for you. David Axelrod, his campaign manager, got disinvited. 
<laughs> he got disinvited. Oh, Sorry. that's right because oh. they had to scale it back. We did talk about yeah. this that we, they yeah. had to scale it back, and we were uh, surmising what's it what had what's it feels like to be uninvited. Well, hold up. I, I wasn't invited, but at least my ass wasn't uninvited. Well, hold up. You talk about the man, <laughs> the man who helped Obama win got uninvited. But Eddie yeah. Vedder made yeah. the cut. That's Ooh. fucked up, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> so did Erica Badu, and she posted a video from uh, it. And like, did she? Did he? He could have killed Erica. They specifically. <laughs> Asked that no one post any pictures or video from it, and she did. I love and, her. Uh, oh, yeah. I, she she is, is a witch. Funny. Erica Badu is a witch from way back. She's a North Star. Interesting. Say what you mean by that. What's a North Star? Like a guiding A guiding light presence, a guiding light. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I love Erica Badu. I cannot believe she went to Obama's birthday. She does love to have a good time, though. What? I mean, is it that? I mean, she's and got then, like... Remember that... She had a uh, music video of her walking like naked through Dealey Plaza. I yeah. don't know. She's like friends with these elite people. Maybe there was some kind of subversive uh, message or sublim. I'm sorry, like sort of subliminal message there. She was trying to say yeah. she's running some odds wide shut shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so are you, I think I cut you off, and I apologize. I got too excited, and I um, y'all were right. The stimulants were too much for me. I couldn't hack it. Well, apparently we were wrong. Oh, wait, people, wait, people were telling us we were wrong, yo. Yeah, but, wait. Uh, can you can you say that again? Can you say that time. one more time, real slow? Now, we'll now, all be now. quiet. Listen, this is what happened. Hold on, hold on. Let's put a pin in this. We'll put. We'll come back to it. Um, but because it is relevant. But you're saying Erica put it all over the internet when she was asked not to. She posted like a video from it, like of her and Michelle and Obama dancing. But I don't. I don't buy that anything. Like a that... three-way slow dance, hot. No, no, no. It was like a what a flex. I don't She's know. Got her like... hand on Michelle's ass. No, it was like incredible. They were fucking jamming to like Usher or something. It was like some. It was a fast dance. I don't buy that anything these people do is accidental. Everything is all orchestrated it on purpose. So I'm sure that it was some PR thing yeah. to maybe to maybe kind of like cover over the fact that like 30 people got covid or something who to the fuck them, knows you know yeah. bury make the them news them cooler by hanging out with yeah erica knows? badu yeah. i could see that um but there was a funny um politico article going around it wasn't an article it was just like a, a it was a news brief on like it's something called their playbook which is like, like a oh, yeah, podcast yeah. it's their weekly kind of rundown or whatever yeah the, yeah there was a news and it had the funniest goddamn thing i'd ever seen the bashing of former President Barack Obama's birthday bash is having a chilling effect on the D.C. party scene, as especially Democratic polls and their staffers scramble to figure out when and where, or even if, they can party again. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the whole thing was basically about how, like, Republicans can still party, because they don't have any moral compunctions about it, but, like, the Democrats are not sure how to party now. They lost mm-hmm. their mojo. They can't party anymore. They're like, they're like always, I gotta say it, they're like always uh, restricting or restraining themselves or tying themselves up. You know what I'm saying? Because we talk about this all the time. Like yeah. Republicans, you can't, you can't call them hypocritical because they have no shame, right? But the Democrats, they don't actually believe in this shit, but because they have to give off the veneer that they're the adults in the room, they actually have to hold themselves to their own standard. Mm-hmm. So seeing them get kind of caught yeah. up like this is kind of funny, you know? 
Like, if Cuomo was a Republican, he'd still be governor. Oh, yeah, he'd you know still what be I mean? Like, they wouldn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that happened while I was on the river. I came home to that news. What good yeah. news? That yeah, and a little news. bit of good Britney news. Wait, what Britney? What good Britney news? Well, she ain't free yet, but she's close. Okay. She's she's weaseling out of her conservatorship. Isn't that the story of all of us? <laughs> close. Unfortunately. Close, but close, no cigar. But no cigar. <laughs> no cigar. Indeed, indeed. Hey. But, uh... Oh, fuck. I, I remember... I, I'm pretty sure this was like an Obama interview. I'm digging deep. I'm, I'm wading through my smooth brain, and I'm pretty sure... <laughs> In a Obama interview, he talked about how politics were better when uh, politicians all lived in D.C., Republicans and Democrats alike, all and their kids went to school together. That and sounds they would have like dinner some together. Say, there were no red like, states, no different states, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sounds yeah, like some shit he would say. And it is like, it's different now. You know, we don't, you know, it's like a lot of people ain't even got kids. It's like these old motherfuckers, kids ain't in school no more. They, they ain't none of that. You know, like, I don't uh-huh. know. But this sounds, this is, reminds me of some bullshit. Like, if we all could just party together, we'd figure it out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've known many people that made that their politics and ended up in ruin. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to figure out if there's any Republicans that were invited to his birthday party. I mean, if so, probably like, you know. Eddie Vedder's not a Republican? Hell no. <laughs> Eddie Vedder's like the biggest lib of them all. I can really. see John, someone like John Boehner, like somebody in that vein. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. moderate, quote moderate Republican. Who was the guy Chuck? What's his name that all the Democrats loved back around Obama's era? Like a white Chuck. Uh, he was shortlisted to be Obama's VP. Remember when Obama was courting like a couple Republicans to be his VP? Mm-hmm. Like Joe oh Biden did that too, God. just as like a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. I forget what his name was now. Um, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. No, maybe it was like Russ Feingold. Maybe it wasn't a Chuck at all. It was a Russ. Was Russ Feingold a Republican? It was, there was Chris Dodd, but he's a Democrat, I think. Um, I don't know. Tim Kaine was also short. Really? Tim Kaine, the world-renowned, well-known, famous yeah. Tim Kaine. Yeah. He'll win the oh. Latino vote because he speaks <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-huh. Well, all right. Well, so if Democrats can't party anymore, um, we certainly know that uh, venture capitalists and CEOs can. I-, I wanted to read an article brought to you this week by the Rolling Stone magazine. The um, We covered this. I was like, yeah. Well, we've covered this specific thing, like, I think, like, <laughs> at least two or three times out of the last, like, four or five episodes, um, public and Patreon. But but that was before this article came out, so, I mean, you gotta cover it. It's, there's some fucking great quotes in here. Um, but Rolling Stone did a profile, like a whole long ass profile on App Harvest. Oh and, shit! Really? Yeah, and on Jonathan Webb. 
Um, he don't quit coming, baby. He does not. <laughs> he never quits coming. That ass don't quit. <laughs> um, this is in Rolling Stone. If you want to follow along, it's called "This Is This Giant Hydroponic Greenhouse in Kentucky: The Future of Farming." We Inside sure app- as fuck off. <laughs> Inside App Harvest's quest to be the world's biggest ag tech company, save the Appalachian economy, and ensure the global food supply. Wow. Uh, so, it, as you can see, and as we pointed out before, they've got some lofty goals. Yeah, you know, ambitious. they want to be the. They're very ambitious. Yeah. Um, and we've not really talked about this aspect of them that they are trying to be. Well, you know, Jonathan Webb touts himself and app harvest on being the first publicly traded ag tech company Mm -hmm. so like this is the angle they're going at right like and it and it dovetails with silicon hauler and other things that we've talked about on this show before like the nonprofit industrial complex in eastern kentucky and other things like they're they're they are an ag tech company and they are trying to harness capitalism uh for good um but like Jonathan Webb himself, we've talked about how weird he is, um, you know, his his attempts to be a rap star, uh, th- that's all pretty weird, but this fucking article has some, like, choice quotes in it, like, we've got some good cuts yeah. here. Do y'all know, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it in the meat of this, but just what I want you to keep in mind, do you know, like, the people on Twitter who only see the world in comic book movie terms? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like Star Wars terms, yeah. or like or Harry Potter. Yeah, he, he is that kind of mind. I've learned by reading this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he's got like billions of dollars behind him. So, <laughs> so is he? So know. is he trying to be like? Is he trying to be like an an Elon Musk or like a uh, who else am I thinking of? Like a like you know what I mean? Like Elon Musk and Bezos, like they they're like they would I guess they would consider themselves like futurists, you know, where they're combining technology, as you're saying, Terrence, with like you know capitalism to try to like you know like uh, harness like I don't know like the 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 good that can come out of like you know a uh, you know a system like this, you know, instead of uh, well, it being for evil, I guess. It's interesting that you bring that up because he specifically defines himself in opposition to those two. Mm. Um, because his whole thing, it's a very interesting thing. Like he's trying to carve out this niche for himself as like the the tech overlord that like thinks we should invest in Earth and mm-hmm. not get off of Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As um, opposed to Bezos. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I'm trying right. to escape Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but like his quotes about this are completely bizarre. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, that uh, you know, I I was t- I was like talking to Tom about it earlier today. It's like what someone would say if they w- were not a native of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into it, but that first quote from him is is, is pretty insane. He, we believe that Earth is the hidden gem of the known universe. Like motherfucker. Yes, yeah. Like who is from, from the top? Let's start from the top. Okay. Well, right. the top starting from the top, like Terrence said, he has billions behind him. I mean, we covered this probably in season one, I think, or two. But this motherfucker had tons of what of venture capitalist money. Yeah, he started out as um, he st- he didn't start out with VC money. They started out with like USDA grants and stuff, and then they had to pivot to VC, like in the last couple of years because they realized like. I mean, this thing is not... Chasing the grants is a dead end. <laughs> yeah, chasing grants is a dead end. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if you're trying to scale it up to what they want to be, if you're trying to become the world's largest global food supplier of like ag tech hydroponic food, then you can't do that with grants. Can't, can't, can't do that being a promise zone. <laughs> Recipient. <laughs> All right. I would, um, I would pay good money to get a hold of one of their grant applications, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, let me start here. When Jonathan Webb arrived at the 500-acre former cattle farm he purchased in 2019, it was an essentially empty green field. He bought an RV and set it up on a hill with the water tower behind him in Daniel Boone National Forest out front. When massive earth-moving construction started the same year, Webb joked with locals that he was building a giant communication tower to the aliens, helping other intelligent life find Moorhead, Kentucky. I'm sure that played well. All right, first of all, first of all, if you're if you're a science fiction nerd or buff, one thing you don't want to do is attract the aliens. <laughs> yeah, like right? what? You don't you don't want to do that shit. That's the first thing you don't. Well, want it's, to do. it's like he seems to be implying that unintelligent life yeah, lives in Moorhead. Exactly. So he's they're trying to get. <laughs> Not to mention the thought of him out here just heckling people in the grocery store, like, did you see him building a big tower? Like, what a fucking freak. Yeah, just ripping people at the supermarket lot, just elbowing them. Did well, you hear it? He start rumors about himself. And here's something I want to point out, too. Like, they're building, uh, or they did build already. Moorhead is one of a handful of places in the country that built like a, like a space station. Yeah, yeah. They work so can, like Moorhead works with NASA. Can you imagine just being John Q. Moorhead, and within a couple of years, there's a space station that goes up, and then this like guy that just wears like like crispy fresh Carhartt, like no work being done in him, and he says, "I'm building a contact to the aliens," and he's all wide eyed about it. Yeah, this motherfucker is out here pressing his Carhartt, fresh from the dry cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god dude. um yeah. okay yeah helping find other intelligent life find moorhead but webb's real interest was saving planet earth we believe that planet earth is the hidden gem of the known universe webb tells me during a tour of his app harvest facility the 150 million dollar 60 acre greenhouse think 50 football fields that briefly ranked as the ninth largest building in the world when it opened in October 2020. I did not know that. That's crazy. What? That's Say that again? Insane. This facility they built, it's a 60-acre greenhouse. It was the it briefly ranked as the ninth largest building in the world when it opened in October 2020. That's insane. Building period. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. That's man. baffling. <laughs> 50 fucking football fields. I can't even conceptualize it. Yeah. So, but it's a greenhouse, so dirt floor, they consider that a building? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everybody's got their different definitions. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny, you a funny little anecdote here is that I once purchased myself like a hundred square foot, like huge greenhouse in Moorhead and broke it down and moved it, thinking I was going to have me a little greenhouse operation. Do y'all remember it, this? What? I don't remember this. Was when was it, this? Yeah, it's when I was when I had my little truck because I that's how I hauled it with a big fucking. Uh, okay, this greenhouse went out of business when I was with Cody. Y'all remember him? Yeah. 
Okay, I had a trail a trailer that I pulled behind my truck, and we we spent like two months <laughs> taking down a green like it was it was like a basically uh, free because this uh, greenhouse went out of business, yeah. and we spent like almost two months taking this thing down because I thought you just had to take it yourself, you had to move it yourself, piece by piece, labeling it so that we could put the motherfucker back up, move it to his family's <laughs> barn. Your bitch never seen it again. Because I'm damn. the biggest mark alive. <laughs> In fairness, that was the time of the Wendell Berry Renaissance where every like Tom, Dick, and Harry thought they were yeah. gonna have their own little, you know, farming operation. Well, right. just call me Harry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when we've got a Tom, that makes me dick. Um <laughs> I'm a huge believer that nature is the most technologically advanced thing we have on planet Earth, and we need to harness what it. The says fuck Webb. Is that even? All right, I, man. Yeah, no, I'm. I like again. Like, who the fuck would say this? Like, of course. I mean, planet Earth. I mean, in in this article, they keep capitalizing the words "planet Earth," <laughs> which makes me think that like Webb wanted that like you know even what I mean? like the that and planet they're capitalizing yeah. planet yeah they're planet, capitalizing yeah, planet yeah, yeah, yeah. earth interesting <laughs> editorial choice it makes me feel like i'm not on earth like am i not a part of planet earth like that's fucking weird you're man. right yeah. he he does talk like someone who's from another planet <laughs> um wow. he is ultimately the planet is high society like louisville <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> like rigid Louisville people. We have to, we have to remember, this man cut his teeth on what he's doing now by convincing the DOD that he could reduce greenhouse gas emissions if he just made their tanks run on solar power. Right. Wow. right. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Dead serious. He uh, he cut his teeth making sure the war machine was green. <laughs> Yo, that's bleak as fuck. Oh my god. Um. Uh, yeah, whoever developed. <laughs> okay, this is so bizarre. Whoever developed nature out there, that's higher forms of intelligence. Building an iPhone, that's easy. Go build organic biomatter and have it grow all over the place. What? Organic matter already grows all over the place, motherfucker. Well, what he's saying is that whoever developed nature out there, that's higher forms of like he's a Christian, it's ostensibly, but it's such a weird way of putting it. Like whoever developed nature out there, trees, plants. Oh, okay. So he's just saying God. Like, yeah, this is his way. Or, or, or like basically, he, yeah. or I guess is he saying that like like other like the the most technologically advanced thing you could do is to harness nature yeah for like you know like blah 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 whatever and whatever beings intelligent beings supposedly out there that have done that that's like you know what i mean well that's... what he's doing is he's trying to basically so they're ag tech right and so what he's saying is that their harnessing of nature is more technologically sophisticated than building an iPhone, which is like what he says here. Building an iPhone, that's easy. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. I mean, uh, you, you want to tell that to the people who make like three fucking cents an hour in like yeah, Singapore? all those people at Foxconn that work such brutal hours, they commit suicide at like weirdly high rates. That's child's play. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we can take it up a notch. Let's go. But um, yeah, no, this is their iPhone. You know, the building... I don't know, growing beefsteak tomatoes in a 60-acre greenhouse. I got a um, lot of comments from New Jersey people over the beefsteak tomatoes. New Jersey has laid a specific tomato? claim to... I didn't know. It's apparently a New Jersey thing that makes them special, and they're, they're really... 
We've gotten a lot of support from the New Jersey contingent for challenging Webb on beefsteak tomatoes. <laughs> all I know. But if it ain't Granger County, it ain't shit. <laughs> As a, as a native New Yorker, I feel obliged to talk shit about New Jersey, but I won't. For the New Jersey <laughs> contingent of, of the show, I won't. I won't. Um, uh, the Moorhead facility is the first of 12 high-tech farms that Webb is planning to build throughout eastern Kentucky. Um, just a little spoiler alert, uh, another one of them is in Somerset, which is not eastern Kentucky. Neither is Moorhead, <laughs> but whatever. Um at its core, App Harvest runs on the agricultural resources that have helped humans feed themselves for over 110,000 years, sun and water. But there's two caveats. First, App Harvest doesn't use soil. Its hydroponic system means it is heavily reliant on man-made fertilizers, but without pesticides. Second, this made me wither and die inside. Second... <laughs> The greenhouses use technology like robotics and AI to better predict crop health and yield. Webb, in fact, balks at the term greenhouse, preferring them preferring to call his colossal projects data-driven oh farms. My fucking god, bro! <laughs> Yo, you know what's so amazing about capitalism, man? Is that how you could just like reinvent the wheel? Like this motherfucker is like, like for tens of thousands of years, like people would just like you know, watch, like, you know, the weather patterns to, like, predict, like, when was the best time to crop, but instead we have to invest millions of dollars in, like, technology to get that shit yeah. right, which half of the time uh -huh. doesn't fucking work. People been growing fruit with the farmer's almanac for <laughs> a long motherfucking time. You don't need no just, Yeah. With a fucking little wind flag up in your yard. This motherfucker really is... I mean, as far as griffs go, <laughs> you gotta... This motherfucker has raised billions of dollars to convince people he knows the best way to grow a goddamn tomato. <laughs> well, I got as far this. as grifts go, it's pretty high. I mean, uh, respect, honestly. Yeah, this this motherfucker is uh, Hold on, hold on. Before you give him any ironic props, let me give you this, uh, a friend of the show that knows what he's talking about in this realm sent this message. <clears throat> That stupid, stupid man invested $10 million in a Saudi ag company that specializes in desert production of tomatoes and water scarcity for his tomato production in a state that is literally underwater with record rains and getting wetter and wetter every year. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Wait, okay, so break that down for me. He, he got a he, Saudi ag company... There ain't much rainfall in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, there's not much rainfall. I think what happened, here's what I think. I think Webb heard somebody use the phrase food desert <laughs> and took that hyper literally and went and found a Saudi ag company to give a bunch, to waste a bunch of money to. So basically he contracted out a Saudi ag company who has some know-how, presumably, although not guaranteed, about growing tomatoes in the desert. And he used that know-how in a state that's literally underwater and getting wetter every year. So he should have uh -huh. went the opposite yeah, direction I mean, and, like, you know, got somebody in, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe Moorhead isn't considered Eastern Kentucky, but I think it is still in the rainforest. Like, this is a rain... This is yeah, it's a not the cold rainforest. Though. You know, it's no, not it's like... Not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is in a temperamental rainforest. <laughs> God, that is incredible. That is insane. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, also, that Saudi connection is interesting. 
his his motivation goes beyond just well. What he says here is he, his goal is to lower domestic dependence on pesticide-laden foreign imports, um, which provides seventy percent of U.S. vine crops. But his motivation goes beyond that. He says to the same obsessive anxiety many in his generation are facing: the screeching freight train of climate change. Hmm. Web Web claims App Harvest's controlled environment agriculture is the third wave of tech-laden solutions, following renewable energy grids and electric cars, and will help shore up a U.S. food supply amid these unpredictable predictable weather extremes. Dude, this, this part blows my fucking mind. This part blows my fucking mind, because part of the, one of the biggest criticisms about App Harvest, and they get into this later in the article— but they use a lot of energy. They lo- they use a fuckload of energy to make this um, to to grow these plants. But like, a minimal amount of water. Uh, so <laughs> they say they recycle <laughs> they recycle the water. Yeah, but like all of that energy. I mean, seventy percent of Kentucky's like utility um, uh, sources are is coal. Mm. It's all fucking coal powered. So it's just like. How the fuck is this contributing you know what it's in like, any way? You know what it's like? It's like I went out to eat one time, and they had uh, they had uh, paper straws, but the paper straws were packaged in plastic. So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. like counterintuitive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. you know? Right. incredible. <laughs> I hate a goddamn paper straw. Yeah, them shit suck, man. It just said. dissolves in your mouth. Actually, they have this. Um, uh, go ahead, Terrence. Go ahead. It's like you wouldn't believe what they're doing with that with paper straws now. Um, Webbs is an unapologetically eco-modernist approach with a full throttle embrace of capitalism, though in a strange, though in a strange contortion, he self-identifies as anti-establishment. I'm anti-Wall Street. This is the first stock I've ever owned, he says, adding that he has since bought into both Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and a few others. But the reality is, how do we use the private sector for good? (laughs) The eco-left would say that runaway technology and capitalism got us into this climate mess and are the last tools we should be reaching for. But Webb is betting big that they are wrong. We can use private sector capital to rebuild this world, says Webb. We can't just demonize the systems in place. We need to use them. Aye, bro. You want to bet? (laughs) We're all pawns. Play the game and win. This generation has got to be the one of action and less talk at this point. There's nothing to talk about anymore. Just do it. Play the game. We're all pawns. I think there is a couple things to talk about, though. Namely, didn't we just read an article last week that cited him getting funds from the CEO of HP and also this guy that ran this huge hedge fund. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he it's says like, he's against like, Wall Street though, right? I'm against Wall Street. I'll just I'll I've, I've heard I've heard a lot of leftists say this too. Like I'll use the tools of, you know, of industry and blah 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 yeah. blah to further the cause of leftists like bro like I understand you got to live in this world or whatever and think about your nest egg, but like yeah, you you Everything ain't leftism, you know. What I mean? Yeah, I mean those are the people that like bastardized. Was that Audre Lord quote right? Dismantling the master's house with the master's tools, but like uh-huh. trying to take that to like fucking everything. You know what I mean? Where it's like, as you said, Tom, like not everything is about you know like a left and a rightism. You know, it's a, it's just objective. There's objectivity in that. You know, where it's like, yeah, motherfucker, like you say you're anti Wall Street, anti establishment, but of course you're using the establishment to get this shit done. You know, there's no other way you could do it. But also right. to say, like, play the game, like, we're all pawns, it's like, I don't know, man. 
That's like very, uh, I don't know, like kind of like uh, you're choosing like who lives and dies, right? I'm saying that, well, we're just stronger, right? We're better. You know what I mean? Like survival of the fittest type. That's what it kind of reminds me of, you know? Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. We're all pawns. Yeah. Play the game and win. Yeah, or die. <laughs> <laughs> or drown under like 60 feet of water, man. It's crazy yeah. shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's on some I mean, Harry Potter shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I obviously, like, don't agree with it when it comes, like, let's say, for example, like, I don't agree with it, but I can see where some people are coming from when they point to, like, solar panels or um, grid-scale batteries and stuff. I can understand it. I don't agree with it. I don't agree that, like, um, you need tech, you need capitalism to drive innovation to solve climate crisis. Mm. But even setting that aside his particular product does not work. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's like, even if, even if, I don't know, it just doesn't even fucking work on its own merits or own logic. It's 60 fucking acres. How many people they employ in? 500. 500. A uh, uh, figure that he is uh, attributed to his, the reason they've had a slow start and lost 32 million. They, um, so they have 500 people employed. Right. Yeah. I mean, this article goes to, you know, it talks a little bit about, like, how he got into this. It has a hilarious image of him wearing a shirt that says APPH NASDAQ listed. <laughs> I thought that was the biggest What a brutal movie. time, though. It's like this article, <laughs> like, came out, like, like a day before, maybe a day after, like, the, the announcement that they're getting investigated for securities fraud. Oh, shit. Right. Uh, At Harvest um, is? Yeah. He uh, he he jumps between topics quickly, pausing to tell me he has attention deficit disorder. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> has he uh, has he considered uh, what are you well, on, Tanya? Well, I, I have some advice. I tried to get Vivance because that seems to be the best. That's uh, my insurance company denied it, hmm. so my doctor gave me Ridlin, which sucked. So hopefully he gets stuck with Ridlin too. Fuck him. <laughs> Damn. I've snorted a lot of Ritalin in my day. You I know I didn't call it food to stay alive, but hell, I'm 35. I ain't got nothing to do. Oh man. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's weird at this point. Like yeah, I'm pushing my mid 30s. I can't be snorting anymore. <laughs> well, I wasn't snorting them, but I was. T- I was taking them because oh, I don't um, drink coffee. You got to do something. Shit. No. <laughs> I you couldn't have coffee. coffee. I had- no, I never have. Really? Oh my god! I can't hack it. I can't. You know, I can't have a lot of caffeine. No way. LA's my only caffeinated beverage. Man, I can't imagine not having a, a black cup of Joe in the morning, man. No, I do I love mean, tea. I hate tea. Not caffeinated I don't hate tea. though. Yeah. I know that's a strong. Yeah, I know, right? Like, well, I was like, wait, what I hate tea. tea. <laughs> yeah, calm down. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh god. That's um, what got goes- you kicked off Twitter, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It talks like, you know, it talks about how he, you know, first envisioned App Harvest in a cabin in Pike County. I don't know how the fuck. I still cannot get over this motherfucker. Y'all remember him convincing an entire school to bring all the kids into the gymnasium and him pacing back and forth on a motherfucking gymnasium stage telling these kids that they can live well off shit tomatoes or whatever. Y'all remember this? (laughs) You can With be anything you want to be. Yeah, he had J.D. Vance and a bunch of shits up there. I think when you told me about this, I hadn't put it together quite yet that that's who 
He is. No, we did a, an episode about it. We watched the video. Oh, you're right. Like way the fuck back in the yeah. day, like 2018. Yeah, it's on an what episode. I'm saying. That's like one, <laughs> season one or two. We were trolling this piece of shit. <laughs> um. Okay, and then it talks about him building. And that's you know, when they were claiming they were putting this in Pike County. They did a bunch right, of bullshit. Right, they right, did a bunch right. of PR, and then they were like, "Actually, J.K., we're not." Doing it's going to be too hard. <laughs> so we're just gonna... Thanks for thanks for letting us use you on a grant application. We're going to go down the road a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Shit. been there, done that. Um. Yeah. No. It talks about him working for the Department of Defense, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, at the same time, Webb began hearing about food security. By 2050, the world will need up to 70% more food than it currently produces to feed a predicted 9.7 billion people and a rising middle class, according to an off-sided 2009 report by the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization. Webb read, an art- uh, read, Webb read about a solution in a 2017 National Geographic article, How Netherlands Feeds the World, highlighting enormous Dutch greenhouses that provide huge quantities of food year-round with a smaller square footage than traditional farming. He quit his job and started at Harvest that same year. This is a hilarious fucking quote. Again, it's like something a fucking extraterrestrial would say. To get to 50 to 70% more food as we currently grow it, we would need two planet Earths. Oh more more human labor. More human slave labor. Is what he's saying. Me, I read an encouraging story about a boy that stuck his finger in a dike and saved Holland. <laughs> I took that model and applied it to tomatoes, and you can too, children. I also, I kind of love that, like, this motherfucker and many like him who think they, uh, who are trying to make millions by claiming they're thinking about human growth, didn't factor in a completely government-botched pandemic taking out millions globally. Yeah, right. Right. Well, somebody... Who's going to buy them tomatoes, bro? Somebody... Well, it's funny. In that last article, somebody had had messaged me on Twitter and said that... I don't know if they said they had worked there or not, but had knowledge of that he uses, like, a lot of, um, you know, migrant labor at his facilities or whatever, mm-hmm. which is which is whatever. I'm not making, mm-hmm. like, a judgment call mm-hmm. about that, but for a company that has positioned itself as, I'm going to, uh, you know... This is going to be something that's going to like employ all the beleaguered coal miners in Appalachia yeah. going forward. Da 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 da. And he knows that. And they, this person said that he would hide all the migrant laborers that work at his facilities when the press would show oh up. Oh my god! And dude. it would just be like you know, however many like you know, ex coal miners, ex whatever, whatever that Jesus are like fuck. working there now. He don't hide them when I shows up. Yeah, that's like, man, that reminds me of some uh, like 1960s shit, like, you know, like early days of integration, you know, but you you had a black secretary, but you didn't want like, you know, people coming to visit to see her. So you'd like push her in the closet or some shit, man. You know, like hide her away, you know, to pull her back out. Jesus, Jesus fucking, fucking Christ. Christ, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, so uh, then, you know, <clears throat> then the article gets into like the kind of, you know, what 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 exactly is just so weird and fishy about this whole deal? Uh, a 2015 study in Yuma, Arizona, comparing hydroponic lettuce with conventional lettuce growth, reported that while hydroponics produced over ten times the conventional yield, growers also used 82 times more energy. Oh my God. So. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it's like, 
you see the way this article is a perfect example of you see the way like all the the, the various like dances and evasions and moves and maneuvers that people will do to avoid the fact that what the real problem here is is capitalism yeah. like you if you are concerned about a, a greater uh, a rise in need for food in in 30 years uh, you have to abolish private property. That's all there is. I mean, like that's <laughs> yeah. that's the only way we're going to do that. I mean, otherwise, because if you're, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that you have two choices. You can either continue down this road and use hydroponic farming at even greater uh, expenses of energy mm. and contribute more to global warming. Um, I guess you maybe you feed more people, but we know people starve anyways under capitalism, exactly. so it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Or you could just abolish capitalism, collectivize all the land and farming, um, and feed everybody, and also cut down on fossil fuels. Yeah. You know what I'm it's, saying? It, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's just getting increasingly more comical, man. Like, you know, like, the worse things get, it's like the, the kind of, like, con like uh, the contorting oneself, right? into like these different kinds of like well we could do this we could do this but nobody actually wants to get down to like you know like i guess the fundamental system that is you know because i mean that would that would require like actually like educating people and organizing people and like you know a possible overthrow of the system and these motherfuckers don't want to think about that man you know what's uh. what's always bizarre to me about like all of these like disruptor solutions about whatever sector these people are disrupting at the moment is like, they always speak in these generalities about how this is going to be a game changer for humankind, but they never tell you, like, how it's everybody's going to share in that prosperity. Yeah. Like, what does one dickhead having, like, this, like, high-tech, sort of futuristic hydroponic outfit, what does that mean for, like, again, that John Q. Moorhead guy that's walking yeah. around Moorhead terrified because yeah. of the aliens, yeah. you know? You know? Yeah. It doesn't mean fucking much, no, you know? Man. It's like, I don't know, it's just like we, we have this... We assume that I think like since the 50s and 60s that like technology, like with the advancement of technology, like human humanity will like inevitably progress, you know, like mm -hmm. so the idea that like, you know, Elon Musk is or Jeff Bezos, we're going to be doing space tourism for future space exploration and we're all going to enjoy, you know, in this new technology. But like, I mean, that's not really how any of the I guess the monopolization of that technology or resources, it never works like that. You know, it's never for everybody. You know, it's only for the people that can afford it. It's only, or in, I mean, now half the time it doesn't even fucking work. You know, it's just pie in the sky to make us feel better about the future instead of like what we actually need to do to ensure a better future, you know? What we were told we were going, I mean, and this is a Twitter trope, so I'm not like, you know, saying this to be banal or anything. But what we were told we were going to have in the future has really not materialized. I <laughs> not, know, nah. man. Like, look at the Jetsons, dude. The Jetsons took place in the, the what, that, that was show was in the 60s, and they were imagining, like, the 80s or some shit like that, the 90s, <laughs> the flying cars and shit, man. Yeah. But no, no, it ain't turned out like that. Uh, this article is kind of interesting because it, it basically, what it does is it um, eventually pits web against this organization that i know um two of you will be familiar with is community farm alliance and uh, basically they at community farm alliance pick apart you know web's vision of this they say 
uh, app harvest isn't farming, it's industrial food production. When you're farming, it's about a relationship with a piece of land and good stewardship. Mm. And I don't know, I just think this article is interesting because what it's basically doing is it's pitting the web version of food production against the Wendell Berry version, which is like small yeoman, like farmers with this romantic like connection to the land. And it's like... What if I was to tell you that you don't have to buy either of those options? What if I told you there was a third option that allowed you to produce food at the industrial scale, but every the workers own the means of production and everybody gets fed enough? Yeah, enough. Exactly. What if I told you there you didn't have to buy into these either of these dumbass ideas? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's so funny because the Community Farm Alliance guy goes. It is a bit of a slap in the face for those of us who have been doing this work for a long time to see that work to see that work ultimately go to this for profit and their shareholders who aren't even in Kentucky. Well it's just like that's just how capitalism is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like exactly. what the fuck? Like I don't I just I just I'm annoyed because they quoted this organization and I know them to be like one of the big players in the sort of local nonprofit scene and it is interesting because within the elite there are these uh, arguments and um you know confrontations but uh again what what if i told you you didn't have to choose either of those like i don't know yeah and ultimately i mean the other thing too just as a practical matter both of these approaches are insufficient like as close as you could come as some sort of like socialist central planning vision and that's that's how that's how you like curb these food deserts you know i mean mm-hmm. I, i'm just talking about like measurable things that could be done in the not too distant future mm-hmm. but uh yeah neither <laughs> the yeoman farmer down by port royal and also uh you know the futuristic tech genius bro uh raising venture capital you can check out of both of those there's this there's this uh, there's this quote from here. I'm just kind of going through it where it's it's amazing. He says, uh, "quote We have two distinct paths, and there's no middle." Web says, "Web says we're going into a post-apocalyptic Mad Max world, or we're going to an Avatar type world where we're going to use technology and align with nature, but there is no in between. It's one or the other." I don't know we'll if this be, motherfucker we'll saw Avatar. Trees and <laughs> sucking on blue titties in the future, baby. Also, I don't know if this motherfucker saw Avatar, but like the whole point of Avatar was the exploitation of nature by like yeah. fucking like settler colonialists you know what i'm saying like it, it is a funny fucking yeah it's like oh yeah we could live in a post-apocalyptic um wasteland or we can live in a colonialist <laughs> yeah, exactly and still capitalist yeah. yeah it's like you're right aaron it's like in that movie it was still pretty fucking dystopian i mean the whole point of it the movie where they killed the fucking big tree spoilers if you haven't seen it it came out like 20 years ago but like they killed the, <laughs> they killed the fucking big tree which is hey, the avatar of- spoilers coming <laughs> <laughs> second one comes out another 10 years but nah man that's like it's I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's just kind of bleak where people where people like this look at. I mean, that's already a fictional world, and within that fictional world, where I mean, the producers, the writers couldn't spell it out more for you, you know, like talking about like you know consumerism and like kind of like capitalism and the way we deal with the climate as as much as they could have done in that film, and you couldn't watch that and fucking get it. You couldn't even get it watching that, man. Man. That that film opens up with a huge aerial view of strip mining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally exactly. the opening of the film. I watched it in three D, and it's like I threw the fucking glass. <laughs> You're like, hold on, this is too real right now. 
So I was on a date. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Too much. Into this shit. <laughs> also, another thing I want to point out is like, uh, Mad Max is already here. Just Mr. Webb just doesn't, you know, he's just you don't live it. where that's happening right now. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, both both of these realities are here. Um, you can embody Avatar like, um, you know, false people in the world and like. I don't know, like, so divisions between people, which is, like, one critique in av- Avatar, but there is also still colonialism. I mean, like, both of these worlds are the world we live in. It's fascinating, though, that he would watch Avatar and not see the exploitation Exactly, there. that's it's what fucking, I'm saying. It's just, in, it's, a, it's yeah. an amazing glimpse into the psychology of a, of a CEO, of a capitalist. Exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, they couldn't spell it out. I mean, it was literally Pocahontas. I mean, they couldn't spell it out more clearly for you if you fucking saw right. that movie. You know? And whether you agree with it or not, whether it was, like, a problematic representation or not, yeah, you're right. It, but it was still a representation of some form of exploitation, and he's just like, well... This is pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking. Yeah, he says, we're literally trapped here on planet Earth unless you're the billionaire that's going to spend $28 million to go fly with Jeff Bezos. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The rest of us, and I would put myself in that camp, although things are changing financially every day. I'm not flying (laughs) off planet Earth. (laughs) But, 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 hey. But I gotta say, I've been embezzling a little bit lately, and uh, uh, you know, you know. This didn't put his old dumbass on blast in a Rolling Stone. They drop it the same time as he's being investigated. Fucking yeah. This guy has an astonishing simultaneous lack of self-awareness and too much self-awareness. Although things are changing financially every day, how do you like? God, man, he threw that in the parentheticals like nobody was going to notice that real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this motherfucker is Leonardo DiCaprio, a wolf of Wall Street. Like, I ain't going, I ain't leaving. Right. If the ship is going down, I'm not going down with y'all. Fuck out here. I'm jumping off this shit. Amazing. Yo, so these people are demonic. Yo. These people are fucking demons. I swear to God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I could understand why if someone was to listen to this, they'd be like, why the fuck are they talking about this? Um, I guess the only reason why is because it was, for a time, brought into our world because we all worked in nonprofits. And so it was brought into our world as something we had to deal with and like engage with. And if you weren't, you were just a naysayer, and you weren't offering any solutions, and you just needed to get the fuck out. Or get on board, um, I guess. Or get on board, exactly. And so, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know. It's just it's just an interesting look at, yeah, the somersaults we will go through to not deal with the underlying problem here. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's it's like, more increasingly, like, and my sister the other day, her co-worker is a... Uh, where their family, their family was here, and uh, my sister introduced me as like the communist, you know, because like, like you know, haha, and Jess, you know, she thinks it's funny and shit. And this guy, he wasn't challenging me, but he was just asking me like, why do you believe in this and that? And increasingly, the only thing I have to say is climate change, bro. Like that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like we have uh-huh. to like, you know, we have to have some sort of centralized planning to like, you know, to like deal with this shit because I mean, there's no getting off of planet Earth unless you Bezos. You know, I mean, there's really I mean- no. Go ahead, Tony. 
No, I interrupted you. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just like we're at a pan- we're at a never ending pandemic. This is climate chaos. Yeah. This is what climate change is. It's a never ending pandemic yeah. that they're just like, oh, just wear a mask okay you don't have to now well maybe wear it again yeah. let's get another shot these people are completely fucking insane yeah yeah for real for real yeah I, it's interesting that you bring that up Aaron, because like reading this i would even say that i guess i'm a communist because i at this point can no longer deny the fact that if we're going to challenge this we need a complete and thorough revolution. Yeah. Like, because, I, I mean, for all the people, especially in this article, this guy that's quoted, like, well, oh, we've lost our rem- our connection to the land mm-hmm. and everything. It's like, that is true. And Wendell Berry and these people are right when they raise that question because of industrial capitalism has basically severed us from our connection mm-hmm. to the quote-unquote natural mm-hmm. world. But, like... We ha- we do have to restore that somehow. We do have to integrate ourselves back into it in a way that's not destructive and contributes further to climate change and all this. And the only way that I know how to do that would be, yeah, a social revolution that both yeah. it completely sweeps away all of our not just all of not just the economic mode of production, but all of our um, cultural precepts, I guess, about like how we view our relationship to the world and to others and our social relations as well. Yeah. And um, and I don't know. I guess that's a pretty scary notion, and I understand why people would be pretty terrified by that. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm just I just don't know what the alternative is at this point. What the fuck is the alternative? Yeah. It's like you said. We're it was like you said. Time we're in a fucking pandemic. Like, what is the alternative? Is if this is the road that's brought us here, like it yeah. has to be some kind of yeah. pivot. I don't know. Yeah. I think the social revolution too is a big thing, man. Because, um, <clears throat> like, I don't know. I guess like you know capitalism and kind of the way it's been filtered down, like you know the way we learn about the world and each other is like we mystify our relationship with nature. You know what I mean? Like you know you could say that labor is the source of all wealth, but really like nature is the source of all of that. You know. And it's kind of troubling that this dude kind of understands, like, the importance of nature, but is also still operating under this, like, you know, bourgeois premise that, like, oh, yeah, all we need to do is control nature instead of learning Uh learning how to live with it, you know? And by the way, we got an app for that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um... I know we're coming up on an hour, but there is one other thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you guys are okay with that. If you're not, it's totally chill. We can totally. There's an app for that. Keep rolling. Well, there was an article I wanted to talk about. It's in it, and it talks a little bit about this. Actually, it talks a little bit about like kind of the um, the sort of nonprofit approach to. Um, the world uh to our you know uh, issues right now specifically about the uh like the vaccine rollout and the uh, everything going on with uh covid right now it's in the washington post um it's called how the u.s vaccination drive came to rely on an army of consultants <laughs> um, god damn <laughs> it's me and Tom contract- out here <laughs> <laughs> fate worse than death um <laughs> Private contractors, this is the subheader, private contractors cost taxpayers millions while demonstrating few clear results in papering over weaknesses in the country's public health system. Wait, um, I love I love that, that 
they're going to focus this on healthcare instead of the fucking war machine. Uh, Jesus fuck. I mean, the, the U.S. military gets away with countless war crimes by contracting it out. Okay, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, uh, I guess there's a few things to point out before I start reading this. Um, the first is that I kind of disagree with the framing of, like, costing taxpayers millions. Mm. Um, there is no such thing as taxpayers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just, I just, I think it's a really middle class, you know, concern and issue that I think is pretty pointless yeah. to the working class. Like, um, there's a good article by this guy named Jesse Morrison. <clears throat> I think it's called, I think it's literally called there is no such thing as taxpayers or something like that. Yeah. But anytime you see an article that says cost taxpayers so-and-so, your sirens should go off a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Um, kind of, you know, be aware of that. Yeah, they're and trying then, to appeal uh, to the bourgeois classes. Exactly. 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 Um, and then another thing I wanted to point out is that, like, you know, they talk about private contractors. I don't really think that there's a right way that this could have been handled. I think that the government has basically forfeited all of its sort of legitimacy, uh, you know, in the last 40 years, mm. that even if we did have a robust public health system, I don't think it could have dealt with this pandemic. Mm. Everything was so fucked. There was nothing that was going to um, basically uh, help us out here and um, ensure full vaccination or I don't even want to say that. Mm. Uh herd immunity i guess would be a better umbrella term or anything like that you know what i mean like this was all all the cards were already laid out before um shit really started hitting the fan um but i i won't go through this entire article i'll just kind of summarize it and read a little bit um when gavin newsom outsourced key components of california's vaccine rollout uh, to the private sector during the pandemic's darkest days last winter the Democratic governor promised the changes would benefit the most vulnerable. His number one reason, that's in quotes, for hand, handing the reins of... <laughs> this is ridiculous. Handing the reins to Blue Shield of California, an Oakland-based health insurance company, was quote-unquote equity. Delivering vaccine doses to those at greatest risk, many in communities of color, he said in February. So, um, just to recap... They basically turned over the vaccine rollout to a private health insurance for company. Equity. For equity. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like, do these people just live in, like, you know, like, uh, an opposite world? Not even opposite day. You know what I mean? Just they live in a world in which, like, nothing is what it actually means, man. That's insane. Yeah. This is a fucking I- Democrat. I don't mean to be like the, well, Cuba does it this way person, but in Cuba, when like, it's like dengue season, like mosquito like season, everything, they pay people to go around in the neighborhoods and turn over standing water mm. and then they fumigate uh-huh. the neighborhoods. It's like an all hands on deck yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what we do in this country is we punt to the worst people when like they should hire people <laughs> to go out and say, go people that are living on the streets let's get you vaccinated let's, yeah. what do you need what are you need yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah. just the most insane approach motherfucker they should and be going door to door we should be going door to door if we can you know what i'm saying vaccinating right. people yo yeah. it really does through this pandemic you can trace almost every decision back to they it's almost like their actual goal 
is to not make life easy yeah, for any exactly, for people. Exactly. Because well, they could just pay us to stay home. They exactly. could pay us to get vaccinated. They could pay us to yeah. care for one another. Yeah. They could pay whatever. It's literally if if the solution is going to make your personal life easier, what that's socialism. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> that's too much. Exactly. It's too fucking much. They're, they're, well, and that's why I don't really blame anybody for not getting the vaccine because why the fuck would you yeah. if your entire life experience had been these the government and pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies hurting you? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you just be accepted to suddenly be like, okay, I guess they won't hurt me now? Exactly. Like, yeah. no, that's logical, actually. How, how many, many like, times? That's... How many times? How many horror stories have you heard of? I'll even use like an example from the bourgeois classes, like somebody's husband was sick in the hospital or wife or somebody was sick in the hospital and uh during this whole ordeal these insurance companies were hectoring and badgering them and not not paying for certain stuff and creating all this added stress or whatever Mm -hmm. for them like if you want to point to like why is the pandemic response in this country been so piss poor maybe it's the people that like badger you in your lowest moment and don't look out for you and fleece (laughs) you with for money every year and also on the other side of that, don't cover you because you can't afford their sort of yeah. <laughs> ephemeral product or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes you think that, that that those are the people that should take the reins of the pandemic response, you know? Well, in, mm-hmm. And in California, it was literally those people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, a literal insurance company was the ones rolling this out. Like, wouldn't that... If you had heard that or if you knew that, like, I don't really know that the average Joe would really know that. But, like, still, it doesn't engender any trust in the community. You'd be like the same jackals that are trying to fleece me out of a fucking, you know, $5,000 for going in for an ingrown toenail are trying to give me a vaccine. Right. right, Fuck, man. The people charging me $9,000 for a goddamn Tylenol are going to make sure I see my way through this thing. Yeah. Literally, yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. anyone to be trusted less than the U.S. government, it's the U.S. pharmaceutical yeah, insurance yeah. people. Yeah. The only one to be trusted less than the U.S. The government. government. <laughs> it's like you were saying, um, Tanya. It's like you were saying, Tanya. It's like you know, you have this, you have this response, which is supposed to be geared towards like supposedly, like you know, like saving human life. You know what I mean? But it's like everything that they do is antithetical to that. So all you end up doing is like a meat grinder where you're almost purposefully like I have to think like, you know, we've talked about this before, like, you know, bordering on the conspiratorial. But like, man, maybe they just want motherfuckers to die. You know, I mean, it's the same as like people who are against abortion. They claim that this is all about life when they literally love legislation that makes life miserable for children and all people. Like, it's just the same. It's pretty I guess it's just par for the course at this point. These people hate fun. I don't know. <laughs> they hate living. They hate being alive. <laughs> well, Please. I think it, in this case, it's a combination of several things. One is is ideology. Like, people don't know at this point, politicians, public health officials, others, they literally don't know how to deal with a crisis in any other way than through the private sector Mm. and this kind of goes back to the jonathan webb app harvest thing and so that's just becomes their default thing um and then there is the cynical aspect of it the materialist aspect of it you know like they're just in it to make money um but i also i would really caution against anybody because i see this on the left a lot and you even saw this with bernie and i'm sure i even indulged in it as well 
there is this kind of temptation to say like, oh, well, yes, you're right. The private sector is the problem, you know, when they contract out to like Blue Shield of California or if they if like some states do like Ohio and Pennsylvania did like in this article, they contracted out with fucking McKinsey and Boston Consulting Group to like roll out the vaccine. Um, if I can understand how uh, some people could say, well, what the, they actually need to do is just keep it all in house and have the government distribute it, mm. um, you know, like in a proper like social democratic state. Mm. Well, I don't think that that's possible anymore either. And that's kind of what I was talking about at the top of this. Like, in the neoliberal bargain, it wasn't just that we outsourced every single aspect of society to uh, private industry and auctioned off the commons to the least, you know, lowest possible bidder. It was that we also sold the legitimacy of, of government to act in that kind of capacity. Yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Know, exactly. So yeah. it's like, so, I mean, it's not like we – I don't think there is any scenario in which the government could have acted as a responsible, reliable actor here. In this article, they do point out like the state government of Vermont has a much higher vaccination rate, and they're much more successful at these public health metrics than Pennsylvania, Ohio, California, mm-hmm. the states that did hire out these private consultants. But if anything, um, that just you know goes to show – show you really like what investing in public health does but i don't think it's any kind of argument for like oh we just what we need is a nicer government because like that that ship sailed so fucking long it's like it's like in a way the dream of or you know or whatever you know the bernie dream of like social democracy is like probably even at this point harder to achieve than Mm -hmm. like a full-blown you know revolution type of situation yeah. Uh, yeah, I think culturally, yeah, man, culturally is like you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Like even the way people think about government, you know, like, you know, even people who, you know, could be ostensibly swayed to the left. Like they don't want like nowadays, like people are so distrustful of the government for good reason that they don't want the government to fucking do anything. You know what I mean? So even in terms they of fuck a, the go- they're evil. Yeah, they're evil. They're exactly. Evil motherfuckers. Yeah. Huh? They're awful fucking people. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't, you know. <laughs> Nobody fucking should trust them at all. I, saw, I mean, I, I saw somebody, uh, you know how, like, uh, in, in Kentucky, Bashir had, like, the governor, for those that don't know, had signed, like, the mask mandate, and then the state Supreme Court struck it down. And, like, I saw, yeah. like, a lot of liberals on Twitter that were, like, you know, they're kind of like, you know, Daddy Andy liberals were, like, his hands are tied, the Supreme Court, like, struck it down. So it's like, okay, because... Six limp dicks in coats, including <laughs> one guy from our hometown, Sam Wright, said that, oh, you can't do that. That's unconstitutional. So we should just let people die. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because we can't, we can't, we can't, um, we can't interrupt uh, the, the, like this, this kind of prestigious sort of like, like the way that we think about August state. August deliberative. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So people, therefore, must die. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking insane. 
Tom, and, and aren't there already thousands of kids in quarantine in Lexington since like school started? What up two weeks ago? And here's my thing. Like here, like and this is I want to say something because I don't want to sound like I'm an anti-vax person or anything like that. I don't want to peddle in conspiracies, regardless of what I've been charged with over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Someone <laughs> said someone accused us of peddling too much misinformation recently, which I thought that was the funniest fucking thing. I'd ever somebody heard. also had a picture. <laughs> somebody also did a picture where they thought that I was unvaxxed. So it was like three flowers or some shit. Like these yeah, people are insane. Yeah, and that. one flower that was like limp and dead, like Aaron ain't vax, motherfucker. I said I was vaxxed in the episode, motherfucker. You not listening? No, literally. Hey, oh listen, it, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, anyways, anyway. I, sorry, Tom. I never no, see no, no, any no, no, of this hate mail. I, I, I don't gotta start sending me this. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Ah, no, no. okay. So, like, basically, <laughs> you and again, strictly anecdotal, but, but. Like you can't tell me the number of these breakthrough cases, particularly in places where vaccination hasn't been spectacularly successful for a number of reasons, including yes, there there are the chuds that are like spitting people's face and cough and shit like that. But there's also you know the people on the side of it where like they're out in this economy trying to survive, peddling together work, whatever it is. You know what I mean? You know, getting sick and everything else. Like it it does it. Doesn't it just feel like, and again, not an anti-vaxxer, I'll say everybody out there should get vaccinated. I just, it just feels like we were sold a bill of goods about this thing in a way, mm-hmm. in the sense that, that they've moved the goalpost on what efficacy is, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've moved the goalpost on what fully vaccinated mm-hmm. is. Right, right, right. And now we need <laughs> boosters. Right. Well, yeah. what I'm saying is like, I was given to understand that if I take a vaccine that's 90% effective, that means it's 90% going to protect 90% me. 90% effective. And then it became, and then it became, well, that just means you're not going to get really sick or go to the hospital. But I thought, like, the breakthrough cases were kind of bundled in that, like, 8 to 10%, like, margin. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Biden comes on TV, if you've been fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. And then two months later, he says, I didn't say that. Yeah, dude, it's it's blown my fucking mind just in the last week Mm -hmm. that like when they got the fucking FDA author uh, authorization for Pfizer, literally overnight, it became, oh, well, see, the thing is like these things aren't that effective. Uh, you, you know, there are breakthrough cases, and, and then that's why you need a third booster shot. Why don't you go get a third booster shot so then you can be fully vaccinated? And it's just like, okay, I I don't really understand, though, like, at, at, it's like, it's like we were saying last week, I think, Tom, like, it feels like at some point they knew that they were wrong about this, but they couldn't admit it. Because at the beginning of the administration, they build themselves as the administration that beat the virus. And that's what they were telling us. Do you remember late May, the last week of May, early June, there was this feeling like, oh, we finally beat it. Yeah. What's everyone going to do with the post-pandemic exactly. summer? We're all going to be fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and and then it's like they could Hold not admit. Summer on record, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, truly. They couldn't we- admit. Because that would be them admitting that they actually had no fucking clue what they were doing. But, they were just making it up, and it was all for fucking. But why say our hospital? Like, True, uh, there's no legitimacy. Continue. Like people already don't believe people. I mean, like, why keep saving face like that? Why just try to save lives? Sorry, go ahead, Tony. Sorry. Our hospital has more COVID cases right now than it ever has. 
in more hospitalized COVID cases than ever before. It's on the cover of our fucking paper. Jesus Christ, dude. Like I, I, and you know, I had, I had my little hot girl summer. (laughs) (laughs) I I ran out too, like, oh, fuck yeah, la, la, la. And I just, I've been getting tested again. I've started getting tested again because now I got the fear of God back in me because literally everyone, people are dying again. And 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 there really was like a four week. My doctor said, she said, my doctor said, I didn't have one positive COVID case for four weeks. Mm. And then they were back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And they're never, they're, they'll probably never admit that they fucked it up, that they fucked this up. Telling people they, ca- they don't have to wear masks. There was never even a mask mandate. There was never a national mask mandate. It's just like, nah, I don't think there was a national mask mandate. I think he said he was going to do that. That's one of the first things he said he was going to do. do that Anyway, I, I, you know, I have my little uh, hospital, your little like online records. I get on mm. there to check to see when my results drop for my COVID test. And I had them all lined up. And it was like I was getting at least one test a month all last year. Because I've been getting tested like right on the regular. And then this summer, there's a block where I didn't get tested <laughs> April, May, June, July. <laughs> and now I've been tested four times in the last six weeks. I never and got I like, tested, but I was like that guy in that case even Serbia, you know, <laughs> for 18 months. I'd sneak out at like 1133 right before this grocery store. When nobody else is awake. Groceries. <laughs> Double masked. Uh, Tiptoe to the grocery store, looking around, making sure that if yeah. anybody behind you, they're six feet, like, put the fuck back up. Well, I've been saying this is just going to become a flu shot. You're going to be like, that's what they want. You like, you're just going to have to keep getting it. It's going to be an annual. Which at this point, it's more. This is what we're coming up on our third shot in six months. Yeah. No, that's what <laughs> that's what these pharmaceutical companies but, they got together and that's what they said that they that, this is going to be that, like that. That would be quarterly a that would be a uh, like a relatively decent outcome of all this. Yes. Yeah. One shot you know a year, saying? sure. Yeah. 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 Like that that but that's not where we're heading. Like where we're heading is like um I I I don't know. I mean, if if <laughs> if they keep doing this, if they keep shifting the goalposts and and just completely um you know, fumbling their messaging, contracting this all out to private corporations, etc., um then it will head in the direction of greater police power and greater um, militaristic control of our movements and what we can do and can't do. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate can't, to sound like paranoid. You can't attend this rally like, unless you're vaxxed. You imagine that shit? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I can't... I mean, it just feels like just in the last week there was like this... Um, I don't know. There was that doctor in Alabama who said he wouldn't treat unvaccinated people, which... Whatever, but then like a few days later, then there that is a hip violation. <laughs> yeah, right. It is. Well, this whole fucking pandemic has been a HIPAA viral violation. Like, how many fucking like doctor influencers have you seen like post their fucking face on their Twitter TL and be like, "Oh my god, like I had to deal with this fucking dumbass today who did blah blah blah," and they give like all these identifying details of like someone they they had to deal with, and it's just like. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just fucking sick of doctors bitching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, like, this isn't. Um, 
I'm not speaking about nurses because that's a whole different thing. Mm. I just get really fucking annoyed when I see doctors bitching and complaining about like, oh man, this isn't fair, man. Uh, I'm not gonna treat the unvaccinated. Shut the fuck up. You're a fucking doctor, yo. You make like three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, we're I'm gonna treat sick people. I'm not gonna treat sick people. Exactly. You know what? It's like it's like it's like I bet there were people like that during the HIV crisis in the eighties yeah. and nineties. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, no, I'm not. This isn't conjecture. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you still took an oath. You know what I mean? Like you, that's just what it is. You know? Oh it's like, but that whole like I'm not going to treat you because you're unvaccinated. Yeah, I get it. it's annoying and everything for people that like you know probably know better or whatever, quote unquote. But it's like you're gonna say you're not gonna treat an HIV patient. Oh, well, you shouldn't have fucked that person or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. fuck out of here. They they bundled it up in like responsibilization and individualization. Yeah. And I mean, if if like throughout all of this, man, if the if the alternative like truly is just death, you know what I mean? If we were not like we don't do what's required, that just really means that like I don't know if I know if I'm using the phrase properly, but like the term necro capitalism, you know, meaning that this is all just based on like the death of people, the wanton, like, you know, not even wanton. I mean, the purposeful like death of people, the fact that people need to die. I mean, why the fuck would somebody want to go get vaxxed, you know? And I'm saying go get your vaccines. But again, it's kind of like where we talking about a couple weeks ago, especially if you're a person of color or, you know, you're you're a poor working person and the kind of history of, you know, medical experimentation, you know, on black and working people, it's like. And then, it and is then, not. Yeah, that is not yeah. conspiracy fodder. This is fact. Yeah, it's fact. You know what I mean? Know, yeah, it's fact, man. I mean, yeah. uh, we had a sexy sex ed summer camp, and we did a whole workshop on eugenics <laughs> and the history of birth control being forced sterilization. Like, there's no way to. There's just no way to uh, under or overstate mm. how much proof we have of just. Violence yeah. against us. and and this anti-vax stuff. These people bucking against that is the chickens coming home to roost of that neoliberalization yeah. project. Is what exactly. it is, and nobody wants to say that. That's and they try right. to pigeonhole you like you're this conspiracy peddling fucking anti-vax person. It's like motherfucker, I was the first one in line, and I yeah. recommend everybody go get you do oh, the well. shit. Yeah. We did outdoor. We did out an outdoor fucking photo shoot for the bitter southern tom wouldn't take his mask off in the great outdoors <laughs> six feet apart <laughs> i've seen this man oh my god dude. all right it's been an hour and a half and i'm depressed yeah, i think yeah, we've yeah. done our job and i am vaccinated I, for all you people out there i'm, I'm fucking vaccinated okay I, I was in the salon yesterday. Like, I got my hair done yesterday, and I had, and I should not be in a salon, but there were half of us were wearing our mask and half weren't. And we were, but, but we ended up in that room all talking about it. We had a long conversation about, like, is there going to be another lockdown? Should there be another lockdown? Everyone in the room was vaxxed, but it, literally everyone in there agreed. Like, I totally understand why people wouldn't get vaccinated. And they're only, they were pissed that apparently on Facebook, I'm not on Facebook now, so mm. I don't know, but apparently now the whole the thing is blaming vaccinated people for the spread. Oh my fuck. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, now that we know that like. It's kind of true. Yeah. The whole uh, like mask off thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, there is. Well, because you can still pass it on even if you don't. You yeah. Know, well, they didn't know. Oh, yeah. That like, yeah. Vaccinated people can carry it to the extent that they thought. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yes, it is kind 
kind of true that what's going on is a lot of us got vaccinated and then just started fucking traveling everywhere like fuck it and then just we're spreading it around with us. Took, took Joe Biden that uh, pillar of uh, fidelity <laughs> and said hey, if you've been fully vaxxed you can take your mask off just out there yeah, blasting I mean, who, who two months later swears up and down he never said it. <laughs> this that. truly has been just like a mass governmental misinformation campaign just propagandizing people from the beginning into, into that, the meat grinder yeah. that is what yeah. fucking frustrates me so goddamn much about people saying like accusing us of being like spreading misinformation when it's like the fucking channels of legitimacy that you people have arbitrarily just selected for yourselves, whether it's the fucking WAPOST, New York Times, or the government, are all spreading misinformation. I yeah, I didn't I'm do it first, motherfucker. Losing, I didn't misinform I'm you first. I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and that's why I told a friend the other day, like, I don't know if I can do this show anymore because, like, it, it, like, it has broken my brain in a way that, like, it makes me feel like I don't have a good solid read on anything anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, Terrence, you know, like, right. none of us do. Well, that's the, is that the point <laughs> well, of show see, that we don't is, fucking know? <laughs> the, for, the thing is, before I could be like, this is propaganda, this isn't, this is propaganda, this isn't. Uh, and now, though, because I've got all these people now in my sphere who pr I previously communicated with, no problem, whatever. Now, like, half of them are fucking just, like, crazed, insane, like, um, saying that, like, oh, uh, you know, haha, you didn't get a vaccine, you deserve to die. And then the other half of them are saying that, like, my feet are going to blow off if I get the vaccine. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking losing. Yeah. So anyways, I was talking to a friend about it this morning, and he was like, look. I'm just going to give you some advice. He's like, go back in your mind back to last summer when there was about three or four days when it looked like this country might actually get revved. Like, this thing might actually fucking go. It might actually fucking happen. And he was like, and he was like, just dwell in there. Just sit in that moment for a minute. He's like, that's how you know it's real. Mm -hmm. Like, that, and I think that that's good advice. Mm. Like, that's how you that's something real that you can hang on to. That was a moment of real actual solidarity and uh, militarized like organized resistance against an actual power structure. And it was real. Yeah, and it, it eventually real. got picked apart and it got beaten and co-opted and whatever. But it was real. And you can hold on to you that. Can, because, like, you have to hold on to shit that you know is real. You know what? <laughs> like, that's, a, right now. that's a good ass point, man. And I, I guess, like, you know, well, I'll let us go here soon. But, like, that's a real good point. Because uh, when I went, uh, I think it was like maybe a week after Rashard Brooks was killed down here in Atlanta, Georgia, I went to, um, like, this rally, um, this, like, protest. And at that point, the city of Atlanta, the mayor had instituted a curfew. And. We all knew that the curfew was coming because the cops are warning us about the curfew. You know, like they were already like APD was already in front of us, militarized with their shields and shit. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, this was day. This is the day after. The, I think two days after the scene had So they were just like completely had the area on lockdown. And for a moment, you know, there was that moment where right before like we got kettled, you know, where they started bum rushing us, where everybody kind of looked at each other. And it was like past 8 o'clock or whatever. It was like 8.03. And we were all like, oh, shit, man. We're all in this together. We're all here no matter what happens. And that moment was kind of like I've never been a part of something with so many people where something decisive and honestly violent, you know, possibly violent was about to happen and not like see people run away. Right. To see people kind of look 
to beside right. each other and be like, there are other people here. Okay, I don't know what's about to happen, but when it happens, it's going to happen to all of us together. And like that little kind right. of pocket of solidarity, man, to just kind of hold on to that shit, you know, it makes things a little less bleak, I guess. It's real. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's real. You can hold you in a, in a world of constantly shifting illusions and, um, you know, uh, confusion mm. and chaos. You got to hold on to the things that are exactly. real. Exactly. Hold on to the solidaristic ass beating from the cops. Hold on to yes. that. That shit's real. Yeah, that, that, exactly. You get asses beat together, bro. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I know I did. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Oh, All right. That's that's a good that's a really good note to, to go leave it out on. on. Thanks for humoring us for an hour and yeah, no. forty minutes. Hopefully that you know the whole thing wasn't too bleak, you know. <clears throat> or whatever, I don't care. Um Literally. Uh well if you want more, go to the Patreon. P A T R E O N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Uh Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, anybody have any final parting thoughts? Nah. Nope. Mm. Nope. Nope. Smoke weed, meditate, go outside. Fuck. Do what you can. Do what you can. Yeah. Stay elevated. Stay elevated, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, today's, today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, um, can't find any of the chargers for my vibrators and... Damn. Three good men gone this week. Three vibrators down this week. Damn, man. <laughs> Solidarity, you yeah. Fuck them if you got them. Fuck them if you got them. You have dead ass. <laughs> I got to unpack and find my fucking plug-ins. <laughs> oh, hold on. Did you just put batteries? Oh, I guess they use different batteries. You just put batteries in your mic. No, they're charged. Oh, they're, they're charged. Oh, you're talking about the block. Oh. Bro, this is the fucking Zoom. God my damn. my batteries. Is that for like, <laughs> like a video camera or some shit? No, these... Like they plug it to a fucking wall. <laughs> Damn, you look like you about to power a TV or some shit with that, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, All right, good luck out there. Good luck out there. All right. Stay strong. We'll see you next time. Bye. Peace out.